Like I've basically just created my own kind of like process for this that has helped me be less passive in life and more of an active participant. And it's really helped me move out of this cycle of like mind drama and, you know, this catch 22 of not knowing. So why take action? Uh, Don't know what's going to happen. So why take action? But then frustrated that I'm not taking action, frustrated that things are happening to me, feeling out of control, but then not knowing what things look like on the other side. Hello, hello, everyone. I'm Cassandra Lay, and you're listening to I'm Lost, So What? The podcast exploring between belonging and carving your own path. For all the peeps out there who kind of know what you're doing, but still question, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, I'm with you. Welcome to the season two finale of the I'm Lost, So What? podcast. Woo! I am going to take a moment of pause to just recognize a few things. Honestly, I had an idea for more nuanced conversations around identity, culture, and belonging in, I believe, middle of 2022, and y'all, I brought it to life. We had an awesome season one exploring topics around the internet, identity, and multiculturalism, and now in season two, we brought on some amazing guests who shared their own in-between experiences and stories. I think, I didn't count, uh, but I do think that there are 20 plus episodes of the I'm Lost So What podcast. Amazing. Okay, I I just want to take a moment to pause for myself and soak it all in. And if you're an avid listener or you're new uh, and you just found this show, thank you for being here. All right, moment of gratitude over. Um, Well, not fully over, but I'm taking that energy with me into this topic that we've got at hand, which is if you're waiting for life to happen, this episode is for you. So the first thing that I think we all have to answer, or I will answer technically, is what are we really doing here? Um, At the time of recording this season finale, I feel like we are currently living in a dystopian world. I like chuckle, but honestly, like y'all, this is like some serious shit. There has been a genocide happening in Palestine for the past four months. There are other things happening in Sudan, Congo, Ukraine, of course, and even more. Billionaires are getting rich or richer while the rest of us are living through an economic crisis. Capitalism is turning us into cyborgs and working machines. There is an environmental crisis and honestly, lots of things happening. Most days, um, I will be honest with y'all, I ask myself, what am I really doing here? Then I ask myself, what is the point of this all? Then the waterfall of questions continue to why am I contributing to a capitalist society that will only try to exploit me? (laughs) Now y'all know basically what I'm talking about with my therapist in our sessions or in my journal. Uh, How do I find a genuine community of people? And when does it actually get better? And if you're waiting for me to share answers to these questions, um, I unfortunately do not have the answer to what are we really doing here or the other slew of questions that I just mentioned. But I do have like an answer I came up for myself that actually helps me move past overwhelm, overanalyzation, analysis paralysis, and feelings of doom and dread. So 
I guess, what am I doing here as me, Cassandra Lay? The answer that I came up for myself that actually makes me feel better, and I don't know if I am being Delulu here, is that I am honestly just here to create, to love, and to live. Yes, it is really fucking hard to do this in a capitalist society. Yes, it is really fucking hard to do this when systems of oppression as a marginalized person make it almost impossible. And yes, it is really fucking hard to figure out how to make money and just live a good life. Uh, but then I also realized that I, I also don't want to struggle my way through life anymore. So I have to show up every day and choose. Also, disclaimer that yes, it is really hard and also really fucking tiring. So what do I mean when I am here to create, to love and to live? So when I say that I'm here to create, to me, that means I'm here to reimagine, to dream, to create something that I believe in wholeheartedly and honestly just share it with the world. This, well, like looking back at my life when I was like writing my notes for this episode, it's manifested itself really into creating my business, the Quirky Pineapple Studio, creating this podcast, I'm Lost So What, uh, creating events and workshops that I've hosted for the community, my clients. Um, It's creating and producing the content that I have, like my YouTube channel, social media, again, this podcast, and so many more things. It is creating with communities I've built and the communities that I'm part of. Like that to me is being here to create. Now, what about I am here to love? What does this actually mean to me? Um, To me, it means to make spaces where people feel like they belong. As a Pisces sun, I feel like I've got a lot of fucking love to give. And I truly try to sprinkle that in like a romanticized way to everything that I do. I know, sounds super cheesy and kind of like, what the heck? But it's true. That's just who I am. That's just like what I mean when I am here to love. And what does it mean when I say I am here to live? Well, funny story. I told my parents that, I guess, how do I, how do I approach this? Like I'm here to live. So I told my parents this and it pissed them off because, you know, if you are a daughter of immigrant parents, I don't know if your parents have done this, but they kind of like expect you to live out all of these things and then basically pay them back for, and like, thanking them for bringing you into this life when you didn't really decide to be born or decide to be here. That's what I told my parents. That was not a fun conversation at the dinner table. I feel like my sisters had a little bit of a freak out moment when that happened. But now that I am actually here, however, uh, uh, with not by choice, technically, I just want to live my life. I want to experience lots of things and I want to be an active participant in life instead of letting life happen to me, which is what we'll get into next. So I got this concept of letting life happen to you from YouTuber Carissa Santos. She has a YouTube video about this that I've linked in the show notes. And in her video, she shares that letting life happen to you kind of looks like waiting for the right moment to do something, waiting for a quote unquote better idea to actually take action, waiting for someone to say go, waiting for somebody to say do it, basically waiting for permission. And I love that definition from Carissa and I want to add to it and basically say like, okay, my definition of letting life happen to you is similar to Carissa's and it's also this feeling of just waiting, 
all the time, waiting to be chosen, waiting for someone to say, go ahead. It's like waiting for the lottery and that's it. And when you're letting life happen to you, life ends up, in my opinion and in my experience, honestly being chaotic. When life happens to you, it is like pure chaos. You feel like there's no control. You feel super frustrated. You feel lost. Not the good kind of lost that we've talked about in this season of the podcast. Uh, You're basically just floating. Again, not in a good way. Uh, I think in a previous episode, I talked about what floating is like and like the intentional type of floating, which is basically for me existing in the twilight zone of opportunities and possibility. Basically like time when you're just thinking, oh my gosh, like this is all so possible. And that's not the type of floating that we're talking about now. Uh, This is like the floating of free falling over here. For me, when life is happening to you, it's just playing the waiting game, waiting for permission for from someone game and a frustrating game that doesn't ever really let you win. It's like you're super close to winning and then something happens and then you're like, oh, fuck, I lost. I do want to say like disclaimer here, depending on whatever situation you're applying this to, this will vary because if you're feeling physically unsafe in certain situations, the quote unquote letting life happen to you might be one of the safest things to do until there is another option available. I am talking again from, you know, my experience and where I am currently at in life. And for me, the letting life happen to you game ends up being just me being super passive, me not actually taking action, me not choosing something. So what happens when we let life happen to us? when we let life happen to us, is that like grammatically correct? When we let life happen? Yeah, I think so. Um, Okay. So I honestly feel like letting life happen to us, or at least for me, when I let life happen to me, it really fell in line with the question of what am I really doing here? Because I didn't have the answer of what am I really doing here? And of course, then because I didn't have the answer or any clarity or direction, it made sense to not be an active participant of life because I just didn't know, like, how can I be an active participant of life if I just don't know what's going to happen or if I don't know what I want or if I don't have a purpose or if I don't feel uh, good about something, if I don't feel connected, if I don't actually have my personal values clear. And when that happens, then I got into the thought cycle of what's the point? This isn't meaningful. This makes no difference. It's wasted time, effort, money, etc. And again, I don't have the answer for you if you are looking for, okay, well, what is the purpose of life? And if you want to listen to what other people's purposes of life are, um, you can listen to season one finale episode where a couple folks sent in their answers for what is their purpose of life. I think that episode is awesome. And it's just really nice to hear like how honestly people's purposes, is that correct? Purpose I? No. Um, Purposes have changed over different like stages of their life. But again, if you want to listen to the episode, I will listen to season one uh, finale, but I don't have like an actual answer to what's the point of all of this and why are you really here? Like I've basically just created my own kind of like process for this that has helped me be less passive in life and more of an active 
participant. And it's really helped me move out of this cycle of like mind drama and, you know, this catch 22 of not knowing. So why take action? Uh, don't know what's going to happen. So why take action? But then frustrated that I'm not taking action, frustrated that things are happening to me, feeling out of control, but then not knowing what things look like on the other side. If I choose all of that cycle, I talked about it in the last episode, but that is like mind drama that I just do not want. So what does it actually mean to start being an active participant of life, at least in Cassandra Lay's definition? And I'm going to share, I guess, the stages that I have created. And it is called the creating for yourself, I guess. I don't know what it's called. Creating for yourself methodology, I guess. I don't really have like a formal name to this. You know, it's not, I'm like, I'm not trying to like market something to you all. This is just something that I have like brought awareness to in my own experience. So the creating for yourself, um, in my notes, I've gotten the word for in parentheses. So this can be taken as creating yourself or actually creating for yourself. And there are four parts to it the way I see it. I'll list the four parts and then we'll dive into it. So the first part is seeking it. Being an active participant is number two. Number three is you are here. And number four is giving your voice. So let's just dive into the four parts of it and kind of see how they like fit in with actually being an active participant. So seeking it. Uh, This is for me looking for and finding ways to actually create. And it doesn't need to be anything like, grand or huge. Uh, It could be something very, very simple. It could be like classes. Uh, It could be doing something at home. It could be carving out time to do X, Y, Z. It could be the choice to eat X instead of Y or the choice to not do something. Basically, it's bringing awareness to a specific situation where you can actually do something differently and you know, you recognize that there is a choice. So I guess like a really simple one for me is that I realized that I was being a passive participant in life when it came to learning Spanish. I have been in Spain now for a collective of eight years. I have picked up Spanish passively and I've kind of just learned by being immersed in the country which is awesome. I got to a really high level and I'm really proud of the work that I put in to learn the language, but I realized, hmm, I want to get better. I want to like be fully bilingual. I want to really perfectionize. Is that a word? Am I just like making up words in this podcast episode? I don't know, but I wanted to really express myself in a way that was more um, aligned with what I really wanted to say instead of kind of just like describing things and people could understand me. So that was like my passive active, like my passive participation in Spanish. And instead of continuously being passive and kind of being annoyed that like my Spanish level was kind of like plateauing or that, you know, I didn't have like the vocabulary that I really wanted to express this specific exact thing and explain myself like this, I decided, okay, I'm going to look up what it 
actually takes to go to Spanish classes, uh, where I can take Spanish classes and how I can take Spanish classes, how much it costs, rearranging my schedule. All of that is actually like the seeking it part. Like it is bringing awareness to a situation that, hmm, I am being passive here and I don't really like it. I mean, if you're like, okay with it, then you don't really have to like change anything because you're okay with being passive in that part. Like you don't have to be active in everything. But I knew like, hmm, I don't really like being passive in being a Spanish language learner. I want to be active in it. So then I found honestly, like the classes that I go to now and I started rearranging things and I started figuring out, hmm, okay, going to Spanish classes is something feasible for me. I can actually actively go and be a participant in a classroom learn from a teacher and ask questions so that I can improve in a way that is more like applied than if I were to just like hear people talking on the street. That takes me to the next step after seeking it and bringing consciousness to something. Um, The next step I think is a little bit harder, which is uh, going to becoming an actual participant. And this means like actually taking action. So once you've brought awareness to a situation that you realize you're letting life happen to you, Well, now it's time to be an active participant of it because like you brought that awareness. So you can either decide, like if you decide, okay, you don't want to change, cool. Then maybe the rest of this podcast episode, not for you. Maybe you could just turn this off now. But if you decide that you do want to change, then this is where we have to start taking action to make it happen. Like what I described previously in like the consciousness seeking it portion of my like I guess methodology, I'll put it in air quotes. You can't see me doing air quotes, but air quote methodology is I started looking up information. I started seeing, okay, where can I, you know, rearrange my schedule? Um, How will I get to classes? Those things. So really once you've brought awareness to the situation, now it's time to take action to make it happen. Uh, What does that actually look like? Okay. We already talked about recognizing that you want something to change and then deciding that you're going to change it. And then this is, of course, the most important is taking the action to change and then repeating it. Now, I talked about this in the last episode of how to get your shit together and live your best life. If you haven't listened to that, I've linked it in the show notes of this episode. But this is when, you know, you start building out an action plan. You start setting goals. You start building in systems to like support this. And again, I I also want to mention like, yeah, I can say, take action, take action, do the thing, do the thing. And like, people are going to look at me and be like, what the fuck, Cassandra? Like, it's hard. And then, yeah, it's really hard. Uh, This is when I really also want to reiterate how important discipline and self-compassion are for this stage, because I feel like discipline when we apply it in this stage of this methodology in life of being an active participant of life and like not letting life happen to us, I feel like discipline is just like showing up day after day and then tied in with self-compassion is really important because some days we don't show up and having that self-compassion to basically be like, Hmm, okay. I didn't show up today, but you know, I give myself grace I understand. I'm going to still show up tomorrow and not fully like give up on ourselves. You know, like I, I'm talking about this, like you and me, but really like for myself, like I remember when I didn't show up to something or like I said, I was going to commit and then I like faltered. And of course, like 
I didn't have the discipline at that point. So then I felt bad about myself. And then I got into like this whole spiral of, oh my gosh, I can't keep up with anything. This sucks. I suck. I can't make change. This is really hard. I knew it was a bad idea. But when I apply the self-compassion to myself, then I'm able to recognize that, hmm, I can pause and I don't suck. And that there are lots of things that I can give to myself, like the grace that I was talking about to continue again tomorrow or try again tomorrow. Like it doesn't have to be perfect every single time I can continue trying. And that's, I mean, this whole process, which I think I mentioned it or I will mention it later on, but this is not like a one and done checklist type of thing. Y'all like this is a continuous long process of quote unquote being an active participant of life or not letting life happen to you. So, okay. That was being an active participant. We talked about seeking it. The third, I don't know what to call these stage third pass, I guess stage. The third stage of this methodology is what I call you are here. Okay. So in this stage for me, this is like when I feel super excited, proud of myself. I did it. I'm here. I'm on the other side of one bringing awareness to a situation that I don't like, then being an active participant and taking action to change it. And I'm on the other side. And (laughs) this is like, I think when most people are like, oh my gosh, I did it. One and done. Here we go. We made it. Yay. Um, When in in reality, this again is where discipline and self-compassion still need to be applied because you might go back and forth or you might like falter or, um, you might, you know, stick with it for a long time and then something changes and then you fall off or you stick with it for like two weeks and then something changes and then you fall off. Before we get into that though, when you make it to the other side, um, I do think there are a couple things that are super important to do. It's, it's important to, at least for me, acknowledge that I actually did it. So something like right in the beginning of this podcast episode for the finale, I talked about how I had this idea for this podcast back in, I think, June of 2022, and I actually brought it to life because I was like, hmm, something is not working and or something feels restless in me and I want to bring forth a creative project. I just want to acknowledge that I actually did it. Now, after acknowledging it to yourself or if you want to acknowledge it to somebody else, then I think for me, it's always really important to celebrate these things because it like helps me to pause and not be in like go, go, go mode as a recovering workaholic. I am always on the go and I'm always looking for like the next thing, the next like milestone, the next like stage or level to cross off. And when I take a moment to celebrate any big or small thing, really, it helps to kind of pause or make me pause and then really recognize all of the effort and energy, time, money, whatever I put into achieving what it is that I wanted to do. So I haven't figured out what I'm going to do to celebrate season two yet, but if you have any recommendations or ideas, you can always send me an Instagram message at Cassandra TLE, and I will gladly take any ideas or recommendations uh, to celebrate. Maybe I will... I don't know yet. I'm going to have to think about this. I'll think about it after this episode. (laughs) And again, after celebrating, bringing back discipline and self-compassion, because I know, you know, 
you think you made it after one thing, but really it's continuously sticking to it and giving yourself grace and self-compassion when you don't stick to it and getting back into it anyways, even when you falter. I also think in this, like you are here stage, it's important to ask two questions once you've like made it to the other side, you know, you are here. Now it's time to ask the question. And this isn't like the question, this question doesn't have to come completely or immediately after arriving to this here, quote unquote, this question can come a little bit after some time after maybe it's when you are back in the seeking it stage and you're kind of like, Hmm, I don't know something I need to take a moment and kind of just like reflect. So the two questions that I think is important to ask in the, you are here stage is one, do you like it here? Because if you do awesome, let's keep going. Let's keep up with it. This is great. No changes. Yay. And if you don't like it here, now we have to go back to the drawing board and do something else. And I feel like this is when a lot of people, me included, feel like, oh, I put in all that time and effort and energy into this thing only to realize that I didn't like it and I don't like it here. And this has happened to me, I think, for example, with like the Quirky Pineapple Studio. Um, back in 2020, for example, I realized, okay, something had to change and I wanted to find different ways to support clients. So I launched a mastermind and a membership to support people through like marketing coaching. And it worked really well. I was like loving it for probably like six to eight months. And then I got to a point where I was like, oh shit, uh, I'm really fucking tired. I was like exhausted. I basically built out this entire thing and then was in burnout mode uh, for a really long time. And I had to ask the question because I thought, oh, I made it to the other side. Like I am offering one-to-one services through our agency and also offering a education side. So I had like my dream of a hybrid business and I had to ask the question, do I like it here? And honestly, my answer was no, I do not like it here. I hated it here. My partner was like, uh, Cassandra, you might want to rest. And I was like, I cannot rest because I have all these clients I need to support. I have all these things I need to do. Uh, the business will literally crumble if I do not. And I had to pause and I had to go back to the drawing board and go back to the seeking it stage of, hmm, okay, well, something has to change. What do I do now? And that is when I moved back into this cycle of, okay, seeking it. What do I want to change? Not only what do I want to change, how am I going to change it? And then the active participant mode of taking action, which is when I started to actually take action to change. And now I'm back in this, you are here stage of cool. I removed coaching and education and I focus on the agency. And now we are back in the, you are here. And now I'm asking myself that question. Do I like it here? Uh, we're still figuring out the answer. I'm working on it. I will let you all know when I have it, but I, I don't know. We're going to, we're going to figure it out together. So that is stage number three. The last stage is what I like to call the giving your voice 
stage. So this is stage four, but it's not necessarily the last stage of this entire process to being an active participant of life. I personally love this stage and it's probably one of the most difficult after the taking action because now it's moving into making deeper impact. It's time to give like my voice and find community. It's me surrounding myself with others who are in a similar situation, uh, who have similar goals, who want to, or who like share in my vision. It is really leaning into community and resourcing myself to continue to be an active participant of life. Um, That means like finding people to keep me accountable, finding or like keeping others accountable who are in my circle. It is really moving together to make a bigger impact. And the reason why I say this stage is probably one of the most difficult after the taking action is because it's like a scary stage because it's not just about you anymore, or in my case, me, really you or me. It's not just about the individual. It's now thinking about the collective, which is scary because now you're taking like active participant of life, not letting life happen to you in a whole other scale. It's really like putting yourself out there and having people call you out and in and allowing that to happen. Not in like a cancel way, but like in a, Hey, I care about you. And like, have you thought about it like this different perspective way? Um, it's learning and also admitting that you have more to learn. And it's not staying in your bubble of like trying. It's actually fully committing and saying, hey, not only do I commit to this for myself, I hold this commitment for the collective, for the community, for the greater good of others. Like now we're getting into like meta thinking. And this I think is really fucking terrifying. I feel like most of the time we only get to like stages one to three, like the seeking it active participant and the you are here stage. And then we just like repeat those three because moving into the giving your voice stage of like surrounding yourself with community, doing something else to make a larger impact, thinking about like your impact, not as an individual, but like as a greater collective is even scarier. Also scarier to like take action on a bigger scale than just like doing something within like your personal life. But I feel like reaching stage four and actively participating in it and not letting life or getting caught in the letting life happen to you stages one to three portion. I hope I'm making sense y'all. Like I have like an outline in front of me too. I'm like reading this. Um, Let me know if this makes sense. Send me a message on Instagram at Cassandra TLE if you got lost in here and I can always like elaborate more, but I do feel like the giving your voice stage is probably the stage that we are missing a lot of because this is, this is like taking it up a notch y'all. Like this is moving together to do something bigger. And then it's real. And it's also realizing that as an individual, you only have so much power energy, money, time, etc., to give and that to do something bigger and more impactful, something more helpful, you need more people with you. And that is the scary part because once you start incorporating more people in our current capitalist society, it gets more complicated, although it doesn't have to be. But anyways, let me resummarize the four stages again to the creating for yourself methodology coined by Cassandra Lay. (laughs) The first one, seeking it. Second, being an active participant. Third, 
you are here and fourth giving your voice i feel like it's a good time to mention here that again this process is also not linear and being an active participant of life isn't like a checklist i also want to say like being an active participant of life in all areas of life um, i don't want to say that it is impossible but it does require lots of change and work and sometimes i feel like we want to be active participants. Like if we are conscious to this, like we want to do all the things all the time. And like, unfortunately we just can't due to like time, energy, money, capacity, whatever. But sometimes I will say like some areas will take precedent over others and that is okay. I I don't want to say like, Oh yeah, if you're not doing it all at the same time, like you suck and I suck. No, like sometimes I just can't like, for example, this year I decided that my driver, my Spanish driver's license and learning Spanish are going to take precedent over other things. I don't know what those other things are yet because I'm going off the cuff now, but those things are taking precedent this year. And next year, it will probably be something else. Next year, it could be like finding a fitness community because this year I'm kind of like setting the foundation for regular exercise and like working on my fitness journey. So I don't think like we need to be active all the time in all the things. I do feel like we can't not mainly because of the current way, like our society is set up, but that probably has to be another conversation for another day. I do think the most important thing for me, uh, is just being aware of all the areas I want to become more of an active participant and less of a bystander. Like if I'm aware of that, then at least I can kind of decide, okay, I'm going to work on this this year. And then next year I'm going to work on this, the other thing. And then the year after that, I'm going to work on this other thing. And slowly it'll just like, build up over time because I'll just bring more consciousness and more intention to specific areas. And yes, some things may fall off to the side, but that's kind of just me. This is where I think the seeking it stage, which is stage one of this whole methodology is important because then if I am aware of it, then I can like re-add it to the list and check it out for next time. Or if I'm aware of it, then I can take note of it and see where I can like switch things in and out. It's It's like a thing that we're always working on, which I know sounds really tiring, right? Like that's when sometimes some of my clients ask about marketing and they're like, does this like thing ever turn off? And technically marketing never turns off. But if you have specific marketing foundations, not that this is a marketing podcast, but as an example, if you have specific marketing foundations, then they will be running and supporting you without you needing to always be on. And I feel like that's like the same thing with all of the, like these personal things that I'm talking about. Like there are certain systems and foundations that we can set up where we don't always need to be on, but they just help us keep us, help us keep ourselves in check and intentional and aware. I don't think like we have to give XYZ 100% all the time. That's a lot. Like some days I just don't have 100% to give. And I think that's okay. Well, y'all, we've reached the end, season two of the I'm Lost So What podcast. Before we completely say goodbye, I want to share three journaling prompts or I guess exploratory questions for you all if you want to dive deeper into this. Uh, The first question is, where are you already an active participant of life? Got to recognize that, got to celebrate it, got to acknowledge it. The second one is, what areas do you feel like you're waiting for life to happen to you? And the third one is, what next if you actually bring consciousness to that, awareness to it? What next? 
what are you going to do next? Uh, if you decide not to do anything, that's okay too. That is also a choice within itself. And if you decide something has to change, then what is going to change? All right. Those are the journaling prompts. I feel like that's a lot. Thank you for being here. Thank you for your continued support for this podcast. If you like this podcast, if you really love all of the nuanced conversations that we explore, I invite you and and like you want to support this podcast. I have a link in the show notes to buy me a coffee. It is not required, but always very nice since I am funding this podcast on my own. Any coffee helps or just like, you know, monetary donation helps to help me cover the cost for bringing this podcast into the world. I want to give a shout out to Georgia, who is our podcast coordinator and making these episodes silky smooth, helping by sharing her opinions and supporting the production. I want to shout out Mario, my partner for pulling together clips to share across social media and also giving his opinions, supporting and suggesting episode topics. And I want to be honest with y'all. Season three is currently not in production. I want to take some time to revisit the strategy and direction of this podcast. I still want this to be a place to really share nuanced conversations and for others to reference for nuanced conversations. So I want to take a pause on the next season to kind of workshop it a little bit more. So if you would love to hear specific things or, you know, you have specific feedback for me, whether it's like topic ideas or formats of the episodes, uh, any type of feedback at all, you can send me a message on Instagram at Cassandra TLE. But until then, um, I appreciate you all. And I appreciate that you listen and, you know, take this all in, explore these nuanced conversations with me around identity, culture, and belonging. And until the next episode, I will see y'all on the internet. Stay fierce, fam. If you're hearing this message, that means you made it to the end of the episode. Yay! Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this conversation and had an idea on future topics you'd like to see covered on the podcast, send me a message on Instagram at Cassandra TLE with your idea. If we decide to explore the topic, we'll also give you a shout out. Whoop whoop. Want to hang out with me in other areas of the internet? Subscribe to the Doing Good newsletter to receive exclusive access to personal musings from me and podcast guests. Find the link in the show notes. And don't forget to subscribe if you haven't. Thank you and see you in the next episode. Stay fierce, fam.